This is FinCast, the podcast from J2 Innovations, the creators of Fin Framework, an innovative software framework for smart buildings, smart equipment, and IoT. Hi, and welcome to the FinCast. I'm Steve Randall, and on this episode, we're talking energy management. Despite the global pandemic, our climate is still changing, and the demand for clean energy and energy reduction remain high. With global energy demand set to rise 20% by 2040, how can smart buildings, smart equipment and IoT technology play a significant part in helping meet the demand? Let's speak to some experts. Yeah, thank you, Steve. My name is Steve Glimp. I'm a Senior Director of Strategic Partnerships at J2 Innovations. I've been on board about two years and been in the industry about eight. And my background's mainly in the uh, IT infrastructure software, hardware sales for about 30 years. Tim Schneider from Blackstone Energy Services. Uh, We're based in Toronto. Uh, I'm Vice President of Energy Solutions there. And uh, I have a background in enterprise energy information systems, building automation and uh, energy and carbon infrastructure renewal. Great. Well, welcome to you both. Steve, lots of new trends appearing now in the realms of energy management. First, let's talk about the grid edge what it is and what the grid edge revolution is all about. Sure. There's never a shortage of new trends and new uh, buzzwords in technology, right? Who am I to give you the definition? I'll I'll give you the industry-wide definition that I've I've, uh, gleaned and then kind of elaborate a little bit on that. So uh, the industry definition, the grid edge comprises technology, solutions, and business models advancing the transition toward a decentralized, distributed, and transactive electric grid. I kind of use an analogy in my background in the computing industry where if you think back into the day, you had your mainframe computer, very centralized, not a lot of flexibility in terms of meeting the needs of different departments in the, in the business, uh, pretty much a one-way type of approach in the computing industry. Uh, it evolved into a distributed enterprise systems approach, which really enabled uh, applications and end users to, to customize and get Uh, their unique applications built faster. So just more of a decentralized approach. I kind of look at that as to what the the grid edge now is. It's pretty much been the same for decades. You had these large power plants producing energy. The energy flows through to consumers and buildings through the grid. Now with grid edge, mostly coming from renewable sources like wind and solar, I would just say in a nutshell, it's more of a decentralized approach. Uh, enabling end users and consumers to leverage the latest technologies uh, with smart technologies and energy efficient solar and wind. And we kind of had the two things converging, don't we? We have the drive towards net zero energy solutions, energy management is key to that. And also we have the whole thing around smart buildings, smart equipment and IoT, of course. And how how does this fit in with the, the whole drive towards the way we manage buildings smarter? Yeah, and that's really our focus at J2 is focusing on smart buildings, smart equipment, and IoT. So really these technologies at the grid edge, in my opinion, will help buildings and equipment, uh, you know, make the best use of their energy. In other words, smarter. And the building industry is really under a lot of pressure to reduce carbon footprint. So the challenges, you know, in doing that traditionally have been being able to really integrate with all the different systems and platforms that make up a building and, and the energy ecosystem. So that's where J2 and the FIN framework is uniquely positioned. We really are kind of the glue that pulls all that together, normalizes the data so that now folks like Blackstone and 
in analytics companies and enterprise applications can make sense of all the vast amounts of device data, equipment data, and systems data flowing in and out of uh, buildings and equipment. Great. Well, we'll talk more about the, the technology in just a moment. But Tim, you're obviously at the coalface of energy management. What, what challenges do you have with regards analytics and controlling? We, we work right across multiple sectors in the built environment predominantly. So we're dealing with hospitals, universities, K to 12 schools, commercial sector buildings. So we're seeing both new buildings and we're seeing old buildings. We're seeing uh, buildings that are retrofitted with some of the, the technologies that Steve talked about earlier, sort of newer control systems, some that you can connect with, some that are difficult to connect to. So what we're seeing is a real need to connect a lot of these disparate systems and bring them together into a cohesive, manageable, actionable uh, platform where we can really create insights and glean out of what that information is providing us and then take actionable steps to correct it. Because you talked about carbon net zero earlier. We're in Canada. So, hey, that just got legislated. I know uh, I lived in the UK for years. It's been non-discretionary to get these things done in Canada. And I think you'll see in the US, it's becoming a non-discretionary function. So using these types of technologies allow you to harness the information and systems that you need to take those steps and move forward with purpose and in a fairly competitive uh, environment for capital these days, being able to provide insights and um, you know investment grade business cases for that precious capital that uh, businesses are trying to understand where they need to spend to achieve these goals. So that's sort of the, where we're seeing things right now in the direction a lot of our clients are, are taking and, and focused on. And your professional analytics controller is called Blackpack, isn't it? Yes. Um, this leads on to your collaboration with J2. How has their technology helped you with Blackpack and managing smart buildings and smart grids? I've kissed a lot of frogs <laughs> in, this, in this industry over, over the last uh, 25 years. What- hey, Tim, I, Tim, I resemble that remark. well listen it's been exciting working with j2i i've known many of the people that are involved in the organization we've we've all sort of grown up through that sort of journey that you you talked about earlier steve the transition of of sort of centralized proprietary solutions to sort of uh, edge-based cloud computing and pulling those systems together so Really what J2I's brought to us is is a really thoughtful and, and mature framework that allows us to solve a lot of these problems that we have connecting older proprietary systems, systems that weren't meant to talk together, um, like we're doing V2G now. So we're connecting electric vehicles to buildings to power them. You know, we've gone horse and carriage to uh, internal combustion engines to electric vehicles now that are going to start contributing and, and um, integrating or interfacing with our built environment. So connecting these these systems together as either distributed energy resources or energy and carbon distributed energy resources is difficult. And J2I seems to have um, thoughtfully put together a framework that allows us to do that in, in, in a very elegant and, and simple way that allows um, different groups within our organization because we have software developers, we have cloud developers, we have um, 
data scientists, but we also have building automation people. And the, the J2I platform has been structured in a way that it simplifies as necessary for those, those different subject matter experts to come together to deliver these solutions. Yeah, just to build on that, Tim, what enables us to be able to do that, as you know, is uh, we really stand on the shoulders of Project Haystack, which if you're not familiar, I'm sure you are, but yeah. uh, is really an industry a consortium of folks that have been in the building industry. And actually, J2's uh, one of the founding members. And what it really does, it enables us to deliver that meaningful data. So there's one thing to be able to connect to the systems and devices and normalize that data. Well, we do that through Project Haystack so that when that data from all these disparate systems and devices get to the northbound applications and analytics platforms, so they, they need to have context, right? And for years and years, it's like just a flow of meaningless data. And it would take people a tremendous amount of time to try to make sense of that data, if that, if that resonates with you. So we really leverage that and it, it automates and makes things a lot easier for people in the field who are implementing FIN and also the folks who are consuming the data uh, from FIN on the northbound, uh, as I like to say, the northbound flow of, of the data. So, Tim, have you got any real world examples of how Blackpack has been used? Yes. So we connect multiple buildings together. We use Blackpack on, a, on an enterprise level. We have Blackpack Enterprise, and that allows us to bring multiple Blackstone clients from different sectors together to work cohesively, almost like a virtual power plant where we can help them take advantage of of economic opportunities or arbitrage opportunities in our provincial grid. So we can use our enterprise platform to turn multiple systems or building systems on and off uh, in response to calls from our local grid operator down to the edge where Steve was talking about earlier, where we're using edge controllers to monitor metering and and solar plants and uh, combined heat and power or cogeneration systems and actually control their interface with the, the energy systems in the building and also with the grid. And I think the most exciting one for us is this, uh, what I mentioned earlier, vehicles bi-directionally I think most people would think of a a vehicle getting charged with energy or electricity from a building. We're actually using vehicles to discharge energy back upon request to uh, offset peaks and uh, provide backup power for buildings. So that's just a couple of the examples of the application of the FIN technology inside the the black packs. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an excellent uh, use case. Yeah, we're having fun and it's it's exciting for our team as well, being able to converge together on a platform because we're an integrated energy services firm, sort of right from how energy sourced to how it's disposed or governed. Bringing sort of an integrated energy services offering to the clients is really requiring us to have data along that value chain, being able to report, but also respond to other business cases or solutions that have been put in place for achieving energy targets or carbon uh, reduction targets, either either uh, on a discretionary basis or legislated basis now. There's so much exciting stuff going on. I, I love that thing of being able to take energy back from the vehicles. It's pretty cool. And when you, when you actually see it happening and, and you think about the possibilities 
I think the number of an adoption of, of electric vehicles that we'll see uh, rapidly, I always point to this image that we have of Park Avenue in New York in 1903 of find the vehicle on the street and you can see all these horse and buggies in this vehicle. And then they show the same shot in 1913, which is find the horse and buggy amongst the vehicles. <laughs> the adoption's happening faster than we thought. So I think I think we're going to have very interesting mobile power sources in large scales where, you know, 10 vehicles are the equivalent of a 500 foot tall, two megawatt uh, wind turbines. Think about how many vehicles are in your parking lot right now. So it's a very interesting space. And um, again, having edge controllers and integration with other systems, either on an enterprise or in building creates a lot of possibilities. Hey, Tim, I was just going to ask you a question. So when I was talking about Project Haystack and I was looking into um, you know some other things, I saw this term green button. Uh, are you familiar with that term? It basically says that it, it enables energy management software companies to use the same code base to extract and analyze meter data from multiple utilities. And based on what you were just saying, you know, how you guys work in the enterprise, but also with the utilities, have you heard of that initiative? Yes. You know, there's all these everybody battling. It's like VHS and beta, everybody, everybody pulling for their standard. Um, green button uh, in, in certainly in Canada is, is emerging as a, as a real uh, possibility to, to sort of create standards and conventions to gather data. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. Steve, as people are planning smart buildings how can energy managers use technology to be futuristic and be ahead of the curve on that you know sometimes i like to break it down to just simple blocking and tackling and i think that in that respect they really need to ch- to choose open systems type solutions uh you know on the very front end as designers or building owners or putting together their plans for new buildings or retrofits going for with an open integration mindset and those type of technologies makes everything pretty seamless on the back end. Yeah, because because somebody may say, hey, look, we've got a great system. It's got everything you will ever need. How many times have we heard that from somebody selling you something? But actually, we don't know what technology is just around the corner, and somebody may come up with just one bit of it. And if that can fit into a framework that's already there, well, you're good to go. That's our, that's our mantra. Open integration. We have our open connector framework. So we basically connect to every protocol that's out there in the, in the building industry, and we have the flexibility to add new connectors as newer technologies come along or we come across, you know, older systems that are out there that are still working and maybe they're doing a partial retrofit and there's equipment out there that's still working. Well, why replace it? But they need, need that to include that in the whole solution. So that's, that's really where our, you know, we do a lot of that heavy lifting at the edge. Uh, do that, that data cleansing and really provide a great uh, data feed. And as I mentioned earlier, the enterprise to really leverage that data and, and, and as Tim said, to act on it and to be able to deliver real value back to their customers and savings. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. And what's the thing that, that sort of is really exciting you right now? What, what gets you jumping out of bed in the morning, excited to go to work? Well, if you're asking me, um, I just got uh, two of my daughters married off this year. So I'm uh, I think I can uh, take a break for, for for a few years until my next one comes, uh, uh, wanting to be married. So no, no, um, no. I just love the technology. I, you know, it as I said at the top, there's always something new and uh, coming out in technology and keeping up with the latest trends. I'm 
very confident that J2 and the Fin framework and our team is uniquely positioned to capitalize on this journey that we're on with uh, folks like Blackstone. And Tim, the same question to you, because I guess, you know, the the renewed, I mean, it's always been there, but it's almost the renewed urgency for the drive towards just a better way of managing our energy systems it must be exciting for your business. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I've been doing this, doing this quite a long time and I have to say you nailed it. It, it is exciting to get up every day that, just the rate at which technology is changing. And let's let's face it, what we did wasn't uh, dinner party chatter. This is a climate crisis. Being involved in that and actually being able to use these tools to actually create, instead of wondering how you can contribute, actually being part of contributing to, to, to the change and the adaptations that are urgently required. For me, it's exciting and it connects me to the younger people on our team that are very worried about where our environment and, and the planet's headed. It, for me, that's exciting to be able to uh, be on the coal face and, and, and literally chipping away every day at it to put these things in place. That's pretty exciting. Steve, Tim, wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Cheers, then. Thank you. And thank you for listening. There's no doubt the way we manage energy is driving a transformation at the grid edge, with smart buildings, smart equipment, and IoT being at the forefront of this revolution. We'll be back with another FinCast soon. Subscribe to get the latest episodes automatically using your favourite podcast app. Copyright J2 Innovations, a Siemens company. Find us at j2innovations.com.